I'm Sarah Littman. Welcome to Torati Mecha Nach Yomi with the OU Women's Initiative. Today we will be learning Divrei Hayamim, Chronicles, Volume 1, Chapter 25. Many of the principles in today's class are based on the teachings of Rav Moshe Eisman in his magnificent commentary in the Art Scroll Divrei Hayamim and his many recorded classes, for which I am deeply grateful. All errors and misunderstandings are my own. Here in chapter 25, we have the division of the 4,000 musicians of the Livium into 24 mishmaros, duty shifts. The next chapter, we'll learn about the divisions of the rest of the Livium. Listed here are 12 choristers for each mishmaros, each shift, adding up to 288 leaders who form the core group of the most accomplished musicians. Verse 1. Vayavdel David v'sarei hatzavala avodah, and David and the officials of the service corps separated Livnei Asaf v'heman v'idusun, the sons of Asaf, Heman, and Yedusun, hanib'im b'chinaros b'nevalim u'v'metziltayim, who prophesied to the accompaniment of harps and nevalim and cymbals. Asaf, Heman, and Yedusun, of course, are known to us as authors of a number of the chapters of Tehillim, the songs of Psalms, which were written in prophetic inspiration and often contain prophetic visions of the future. And thus we see here in this verse that as musicians and as leaders of musicians, they were nib'im, prophesying to the accompaniment of the music. Verse 2, For the sons of Asaf, Zakur and Yosef and Netanyah and Asra'ela, sons of Asaf, under the tutelage of Asaf, who prophesied under the guidance of the king. Asaf was educated, at least in part, by David HaMelech himself, and is described in Kohelis Rabbah as a ben Torah, a person imbued with the spirit of Torah. Rabbi Samson Raphael Hirsch, in his commentary on Bamidbar chapter 3, writes, For this is the essence of the songs of the Levium, putting God's name on all aspects of man and the world. He regards every aspect from the standpoint of this name. Thus, song, according to Rav Hirsch, is a service b'shem Hashem in the name of God in a dual sense. The singer is singing in the name of God and at his bidding, and he is also singing the name of God in his song. A song that is both in the name of God and with the name of God at once gives over what God himself would say to us and makes the singer God's instrument of his word. Verse 3. For Yedusun, the sons of Yedusun were Gedalyahu, Tziri, Yeshayahu, Chashavyahu, and Matisyahu, six. You may or may not have caught that that list of Yedusun's six sons only has five names. Radak quotes the Midrash Bracious Rabbah, saying that when David divided the families of the Livium, Yedusun at that time had five sons, but also his wife was expecting a baby, who turned out to be a sixth son named Shim'i, who appears here in verse 17. David sensed with Ruach HaKodesh, divine inspiration, that the child would be worthy of being the head of his own mishmar, his own duty shift, and therefore accounted for Shisha, six sons, even now when only five were born. The idea that a person could be counted as part of a community, even as an unborn baby, is a defined quality of the tribe of Levi. When the family of Yaakov first came down together to Egypt, 69 names are listed, and yet, we're also told in Devarim chapter 10, With 70 people, your fathers went down to Egypt. Were there 69 people or were there 70 people? Rashi, on Bamidbar chapter 3, writes, Yocheved, the daughter of Levi, was born just as they entered Egypt, and she is counted as the 70th. 
Furthermore, says Rashi, from here you can see that a child of Levi is counted literally within the womb, counted as a member of the Mishmeres HaKodesh, the Holy Honor Guard. Amar Rav Yehuda, Lamudhu Oso Hashevet Lihios Nimna Min HaBeten. Says Rabbi Yehuda, this tribe, Levi, are educated from the womb. So, that's intense. Indeed, says Rav Hirsch in Bamidbar chapter 3, the tribe of Levi not only guards the dwelling place of the Torah, meaning the Beis HaMikdash, but guards and teaches the Torah itself and defends its observance. Levium then served to promote the realization or actualization in life of all those ideals embodied in the dwelling place that was entrusted to their care. This general calling falls upon every Levi from the first month of his life onward, and his training for it must begin when he first becomes aware of his surroundings. And thus Rashi there is highlighting Moshe's dilemma. How does one count even the tiniest nursing babies of the tribe of Levi? It would require an inexcusable invasion of privacy. I'll take care of it, says God. The divine presence, the Shrina, is very at home in the homes of the Levium. It enters, it calls out the number of babies in the home. The Shrina, the divine presence, counts even the smallest of Levium. Levite education in the home is education in practice, putting into practical use the intellectual knowledge gained in school or in textual learning. This is the all-encompassing role of the tribe of Levi, and thus Shimi can be counted and counted on as a Rosh Mishmar, head of an entire division, even before he's even born. Related to this is the halacha cited in the Gemara in Erechen, that in the service of singing in the Beis HaMikdash, even the youngest Levite boys are permitted to participate. Rav Hirsch, in a wonderful essay in his Collected Writings, Volume 7, entitled On the Role of Education in the First Years of a Child's Life, writes, I venture to suggest that those years that are so crucial in the work of education and are missed by so many parents are the very first years of a child's life. So you think I should begin educating my little infant already now, when he is hardly three months old? A young mother holding a fine-looking baby in her arms asked me, Are you really and truly serious? I was indeed serious, says Reverse. We've met four sons of Asaf and six sons of Yudusun. Verses 4 through 6 now list the 14 sons of Haman. Bukiyahu, Matadyahu, Uziel, Shivuel, Yerimos, Hananya, Hanani, Eliasa, Gidalti, Romamtiezer, Yashbokasha, Malosi, Hosir, and Machazios. I confess to reading all these names because they're just epic names. However, sadly, I know nothing about them or their three sisters, beyond that they were all worthy to be Roshe Avos, heads of their divisions in Klaiusro. There must have been some great stories behind those names, though. So, four sons of Asaf, six sons of Yudusun, and fourteen sons of Haman equals 24 second-generation Levium to serve as the 24 heads of the Mishmaros of singers and instrumentalists in the rotation at the Beis HaMikdash. Verses 8 through 31. And they cast lots to set the scheduled order of the rotation, one watch against the other. Small and great, the master with the student. The first lot came out to Asaf, to Yosef, Gedaliahu II, he, his brothers, and his sons, twelve. The third, Zakur, his sons and his brothers, twelve. The fourth, to Yitzri, his sons and his brothers, twelve. The fifth, Netanyahu, his sons and his brothers, twelve. The sixth, Bukiyahu, his sons and his brothers, twelve. The seventh, Yisar Elah, his sons and his brothers, twelve. The eighth, Yeshaya, his sons and his brothers, twelve. The ninth, Matanyahu, his sons and his brothers, twelve. The tenth, Shim'i, his sons and his brothers, twelve. 
the eleventh Azarel, his sons and his brothers twelve, the twelfth to Chashavia, his sons and his brothers twelve, for the thirteenth Shuvael, his sons and his brothers twelve, for the fourteenth Matizyahu and his brothers twelve, for the fifteenth to Yurimos, his sons and his brothers twelve, for the sixteenth to Hananyahu, his sons and his brothers twelve, for the seventeenth to Yashbakasha, his sons and his brothers twelve, for the eighteenth to Hanani, his sons and his brothers twelve, for the nineteenth to Malosi, his sons and his brothers twelve, for the twentieth to Eliasa, his sons and his brothers twelve, for the twenty-first to Hosir, his sons and his brothers twelve, for the twenty-second to Gidalti, his sons and his brothers twelve, for the twenty-third to Machazios, his sons and his brothers twelve, for the twenty-fourth to Romamtiezer, his sons and his brothers twelve. Sometimes you just have to hear it to get it. There are so many names, so many people. I assure you, I haven't read even half the names in Divrei Hayamim in these recorded classes. It's such a contrast to the books of Navi, the prophets. In Navi, you could get the idea that all of history is determined by just a few people, with the rest of society a nameless, faceless mass pulled along for the ride. But that would be a mistake. Nivra Adam Yechidi, the first human, was created singular, alone, says the Mishnah in Sanhedrin to teach you that one who destroys a life is considered to have destroyed a full world, and one who preserves a life is considered to have saved a full world. Each person is an entire world, with a unique view of life, a personal set of qualities, an entirely customized set of life circumstances designed to empower and to educate. In the book of Divrei Hayamim, every single person matters. Everyone is noteworthy. The fact that a person rose to their occasion is newsworthy for history. In particular, Divrei Hayamim spotlights those who were involved with the building of the Beis HaMikdash, those who demonstrated unusual loyalty, hanging in there with emuna, trust, in hard times, those who are fiercely devoted to God, to Torah, to the Jewish people and the royal house of David, those who think of the needs of others first, those who don't cover up their mistakes but acknowledge them, ask forgiveness, and learn to do better. In the book of Shmos, Parshas Kisisa, chapter 32, Moshe Rabbeinu says to Hashem, And now, if you will forgive their sin, and if not, erase me from your book which you have written. And God said to Moshe, Whosoever has sinned against me, it is he that I will erase from my book. Asks Rav Shamshon Rafal Hirsch in his commentary there, what is this Sefer to which Moshe refers? It appears that he is not referring to the Torah. If nothing else, the suggestion of names being erased from the book would defy that interpretation. Consider the following, says Rabbi Hirsch. In Tehillim chapter 69, we have a verse, May they be blotted out of the book of life and not inscribed with the righteous. In the book of Malachi, a verse that says, Then they that feared God consulted with one another, and God hearkened and heard, and a book of remembrance was written before him, for those who feared God and thought about his name. And so, Refersh continues, If everything that exists is created by God's word, and if everything that comes about does so at the word of God, then all of these might be considered the contents of the book of God. In other words, the world plan that God is carrying out in the course of world history is described as the book that God wrote beforehand and whose contents he is actualizing over the course of time. The words form the book. 
Inscribed in this book, then, are all of those people who are God's instruments for carrying out His plan. In this book, a place is found also for every person who devotes the limited duration of his life to faithfully serving God, according to the limited powers at his disposal, doing God's will in the limited sphere of his life. This book preserves the memory of every true tear and every honest deed, even every pure thought. The final chapters of the Book of God have yet to be played out. The Midrash in Vayekharaba says, When a person does a mitzvah, he should do it with a happy heart. The Midrash gives two examples, both of which were highlighted earlier in this book of Divrei Hayamim. If Reuven had known that Hashem would write about him, and Reuven heard and he saved Yosef from their hands, he would have picked Yosef up in his arms and carried him home to his father. And if Boaz would have known that God would write about him, and he served Rus parched grain, Boaz would have served her fatted calves. In other words, when Reuven and Boaz each made the choices to do those mitzvot that they did, they were just thinking about their obligation in the moment. They weren't thinking about how earth-shattering their choices might be, that they would determine the course of destiny. Nor did they know that God would write these deeds into the Torah where they would be read about forever. They might have gone even another extra mile if they had realized that. Rav Cohen and Rabbi Hoshua, son of Rabbi Simon, said in the name of Rabbi Levi, In the past, a person would do a mitzvah, and a navi, a prophet, would record it. But now, if a person does a mitzvah, who's writing it down? Eliyahu Hanavi and Melech HaMashiach, the King Mashiach, are writing it down. And Hashem himself signs it. As the verse in Malachi says, Those who fear God will speak to one another, and God will listen, and he will hear, and it shall be written as the book of memories before him. There is so much here in Divrei Hayamim that acknowledges that people have rank. There are Nagidim, leaders, Roshayavos, heads of families, Sare Alafim, Sare Meos, officers over thousands and hundreds, Giborim, mighty men, and on and on. What's striking, though, is that no one is honored for something they're born with. In Divrei Hayamim, Everyone matters. Respect is earned by virtue of the fact that you rose to your job and you rose to your occasion. This is the story of Klai Yisrael here, and you are a part of it. Privilege, wealth, smarts, muscles, they're meaningless here. Seeking closeness to Hashem is everything. The passion of the ancestors is passed on to the children. Rank isn't about power in Derei Hayamim. Responsibility is granted to those who have earned the trust. Masiras Nefesh, dedication to godliness in life, in good times and in bad, through thick and thin, it's never wasted effort. It is always noticed, and it is written into God's book. We read about these lists and lists of people in Derei Hayamim, each leading their lives, each fulfilling their roles. But here, they're strung together like pearls on a string. They clasp hands across generations, across centuries, across millennia, from Adam onward, spanning the course of history, writing history, being history, until we finally will find that the education of humanity is complete and redemption has come. What does the chain of history look like? It looks like the verses of Divrei Hayamim. All these lists of people... All these tasks and roles, did they seem boring and dry to us? 
Or can we tap into that undercurrent of excitement? Look at all these people. They've all been written into the book. It's not just the kings or the princes or the generals. The last chapters of the great book are still being written as we speak. We have a place in it, a story to tell about our private heroism, the moments that are seen only by God, stories worth writing down and including in the book of God. The book of Divrei Hayamim, so many names. Ours can be there too. Your name, my name. We can write a story, a chapter, worthy of being included in the book of God. Thank you for learning together with me. Le'ilui Nishmas, Rose Foreman, Rachel Rachel Bas Arieleib, and Rachel Zeitlin.